Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNBBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope that you've already spent some time in your Bible, on your knees in prayer. And today, before the sun sets, find someone that you can tell about Jesus Christ. And if we'll do those three things, I'll talk about being in our Bible, uh, spend time in prayer, and be a soul winner. I'll tell you, it'll do a lot to keep you where you ought to be in your Christian life. And we need to be more than casually acquainted with the Scripture. We need to be more than just a uh, 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 an in-and-out, up-and-down kind of prayer. And we need to be more than a, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, Sunday morning only kind of soul winner. We need to get after that thing and be about our Father's business. The Lord is coming soon. In fact, Jesus could come at any moment. He could come today, and if not today, He might come tomorrow, but we know He's coming, and He's coming quick. And you'll not regret spending and being spent. You'll not regret serving and loving. You'll not regret doing things that God has asked you to do when you see Jesus face to face. And one of these days, we will we'll stand before him. We'll have that time at the judgment seat of Christ and receive reward for our faithful service. And by the way, those aren't crowns we'll keep, but cast back at Jesus' feet. And that's what we ought to have a striving for is that, that we could present the Lord back many crowns because he alone is worthy. And God's been good to all of us. Now, we've been studying in Acts chapter number eight, and this will be our fourth Bible study uh, in the eighth chapter, and uh, we'll get into this story as it continues unfolding. Philip is in the region and city, it says, of Samaria, and we'll look into that. Now, if you've missed any of our prior studies from this chapter or the book of Acts or all the other books that we've studied through, all of those studies are waiting for you on our podcast. What we do is we take these broadcasts, archive them on the podcast. That way you can listen Again, if you've heard us on, on on air or for the first time, if you missed the radio uh, broadcast, and then you can rewind and fast forward, pause, take us with you wherever you go. And that might be a help to you as you study with me. And I, I think sometimes maybe you're driving down the road, I don't know, or you're at work, and it doesn't uh, make a, a very convenient situation for you to get your Bible out and study along and underline and write down a note. So the podcast can help you with that. And if you've not yet subscribed, find us wherever podcasts are found and become a subscriber for free to Striving for Revival. Acts chapter 8 began speaking a little bit about this man, Saul. We were introduced to Saul in Acts chapter number 7, and Saul was a man who's commissioned and employed by the Roman government, though he's a Jew, to imprison Christians and close down churches. He is a murderous man, a vengeful man, a hateful man. He despises Christianity. He was there consenting to the stoning of Stephen and even helped keep track of the coats of the men who threw the stones. The Bible told us in chapter 8 that Saul is a man who's wreaking havoc on the church. So we're in a period of great persecution. The church is not... Uh, that old. In fact, it's probably not even years old yet. And here it is, feeling the fire of persecution. And they're being persecuted, not by the government necessarily, but primarily by religion. It's the Jews who are persecuting this growing movement 
of Christians, those who follow Jesus Christ. The persecution is used by God to scatter and propel his people forward so that the gospel can get into places it didn't get hadn't gotten before. You remember in Acts chapter 1 he said I want you to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost and up to the point of persecution they stayed in Jerusalem. Maybe a little bit into Judea. But now he's spreading them out and Philip one of the deacons chosen in Acts chapter 6 travels down to this area called Samaria. Samaria was a region of those who were mixed race, Jew and Gentile, pagan and Judaism. They intermingled together, and the Jews normally would have no dealings with the Samaritans. Remember there in John 4 how Christ must needs go through Samaria, and he went that way to find an old woman at a well who was wicked and wrecked. But Jesus stopped at that well so that he could meet that woman. And her life would be changed for all eternity when she found out there was living water, not in the well, but in him who sat on the well. Now, Philip's there in Samaria. The Bible said that he's preaching. God's powers on his life. Miracles take place. And because of that, there's a lot of joy in that city. You know what? Whenever Jesus comes to town by way of a Bible preacher, when the gospel's preached, the result of that, when somebody believes the gospel, it's joy. It is. It turns the whole situation upside down. You think about our world today. Our world so full of anger and hatred and vitriol, so much division, divisiveness, so much uh, of this mentality where I want to, I want to one up that person and I want them to bow down to me. And there's just so much hate. It seems like in the world. By the way, it ought to be that way. We're in the last days. The last days are wicked days, perilous times. But think about it. You want to change that a little bit. You want to get pockets of joy out there? You know how you do that? Go preach the, the gospel. Preach the Bible. Folks will get saved. Revival takes place. And the end result is joy. It's not showering down money or giving somebody a free cell phone or a block of cheese. No, that doesn't bring joy. But the gospel, Jesus, brings joy. Now, because of this uproar and revival, the devil shows up. The devil shows up in the form of Simon, the Bible refers to this man named Simon as a sorcerer. The Bible said he's bewitched people with his sorcery. He has done his parlor tricks. He's done his smoke and mirrors. He's summoned his black arts and magic, if you will. And the devil has used this man to blind and deceive those in this region. Because of the popularity, it looks like, of Philip, and the people who are being born again, Simon, it says in verse 8, believe, or verse 13, I'm sorry, of chapter 8, says that he believes, and so he's baptized. And he continues with Philip. Now, so there's Simon now walking around following Philip as he ministers. And it said he behold, he's beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So it's already very evident here. He's not looking at the grace of God. He's not seeing the joy. He's not worried about the soul saved. He's watching the miracles. He's watching the wonders. Why? Because he's been in the wonders and miracles business now for some time. He's wanting to see how Philip does his gig. And so he's studying this out. Verse 14, let's read it. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they, had, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, 
only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, remember this transitional period. Some things are taking place that don't take place anymore, but there's several accounts where folks were saved, but then the evidence of their salvation came whenever the apostles laid their hands on them and the power of the Holy Ghost fell upon them. God used these sort of signs in this initial stage of the church to validate the ministry of the apostles and to validate that these folks were saved to the apostles. And God used these signs and wonders to convince the Jews that he was in this new movement. All right, verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon, here's that sorcerer, supposed to be saved. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee. Basically saying, he said, you, you go ahead off to the hot place there. He said, uh, you, you can go to the, where the devil lives because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. That's a strong statement. Your life might be right in the eyes of man, but what matters is, is your heart right in the sight of God? God sees through what man cannot. God knows the real us. And he said, you're not right with God because you're trying to purchase the power of God with money. Here's his instruction to Simon. He said, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray. God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. So you see here this false convert, this man who said the right thing, was even baptized, went through the motions. But it's very evident he wasn't saved because he just was in this thing looking for personal gain. Peter calls him out. The Bible said as they make their way back to Jerusalem, they preach in these Samaritan cities, and God does a great work. Well, we'll continue in this chapter and talk about one of the great passages in Acts, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, next time. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.